Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. So are you ready for some more hilarity? Because while everybody's wasting their time with uh, the Johnny Depp trial and everybody's back to food shortages talk and Ukraine this, Ukraine that, oh, I don't know, whatever other garbage they're discussing, Top Gun movies, beats me. Anyway... It keeps getting funnier, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to bring this up because this was sent to me. Two documents were sent to me from a listener of the podcast. They know who they are, and thank you for sending this my way. Uh, The first here is a two-page document with 21 bullet points. This lays out the entire Uvalde, Texas, preventative security measures uh, regarding their school district. This is their school district's, again, security measures. I'm going to go through every single one of these points. Again, it didn't happen. The, the, the shooting was fake. Not a single audio of any gunshot or any trigger being pulled. No one died. Uh, and I have even more examples after I'm done with this, because there's another document that the same listener sent me, which are the notes from the school board agenda at the beginning of the month of May. So here we go. This is the preventative security measures. You can uh, check this out on my Gab account if you're interested in reading it yourself. It says the following. As a primary preventative strategy for addressing the problems of violence, vandalism, disruptions, and fear, that's funny, UCISD has proponents to curb and or eliminate these elements from our school so that we may provide a safe and secure environment for all. I also, of course, am going to comment on some of these posts and then, again, the anomalies that go along with them because uh, almost every single policy and procedure that is listed here didn't happen. Uh, they just did not take place, which indicates even more that it was a interdepartment drill that was even carried out poorly. So here's what it says. This is the first point. Police officers. The district employs four police officers. This includes a chief, a detective, and two officers. That's just for the school district. The school district itself has its own chief of police, a detective, which is not unusual. There's usually one investigator for every school district, but they employ two police officers. Again, where were these people? If, uh, if this happened, which it didn't, where, where were these people and what are their names? Number two, partnerships with local law enforcement. It says law enforcement agencies are invited to come to any of our campuses while they are on patrol. UCISD provides free breakfast or lunch to any law enforcement personnel visiting our campuses. That seems odd, too. Um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't get that one. <laughs> I, really, I really don't get it. It doesn't make much sense. I mean, go and do your own police work somewhere else. Why would they just stop by and stroll around and, you know, pick up a free pancake every now and again. I I don't understand. Number three, it says security staff. Secondary campuses have staff who patrol door entrances, parking lots, and perimeters of the campuses. Evidently not. Number four, case managers and social workers. Through partnerships with nonprofit groups, case managers serve to support students and families at UCISD campuses. Okay, not unusual. Number five, licensed professional counselors, also not unusual. UCISD has four full-time family student support counselors. These four counselors are assigned to the eight campuses in the district. Each counselor is assigned two campuses. That's stretching a counselor awfully thin, but whatever. I mean, my God. Some, it's, it seems beyond strange. Uh, simply because I've, I worked in a high school where the, where the one high school had at least, and I mean at least, four counselors. Uh, having two stretched across multiple buildings is odd. Let's see here. Uh, number six, threat assessment teams. 
Every campus employs an interdisciplinary team of trained professionals that convene to identify, evaluate, classify, and address threats or potential threats to school security. Following assessment, this team determines appropriate response and intervention. This includes notification and involvement of the parents, a suicide risk assessment, and the development of a written safety plan. Again, excuse me, very odd, very odd. They're basically admitting that they have individuals who scour the internet again for information. Well, this fake shooter had information on the internet, and there were already a lot of people talking about this particular individual. Again, there was no shooting. I want to make that continue to make that abundantly clear. That's clearly the case here. But they uh, they apparently take precautionary measures by again scouring the internet. So go figure. Funny how they decided to not act on it this time because it was a drill. Number seven, social media. Uh, I already said that. Oh no, this is different. Number seven, social media threats. UCISD utilizes Social Sentinel, that's both capital letters, Social Sentinel, to monitor all social media with a connection to Uvalde uh, as a measure to identify any possible threats that might be made against students and or staff within the school district. Weird. Weird how all of a sudden all of this stuff just broke on the exact same day. And it didn't just break. It wasn't utilized whatsoever because, again, it was a drill and there was no actual shooting taking place. This is an interesting one, too, this next one. Number eight, Raptor Technologies. That may ring a bell. Raptor Technologies was something that myself and Vanessa Hurst specifically brought up on this podcast months and months and months ago, if not a year ago. And Raptor Technologies is a massive company having to do with school security. So number eight says Raptor Technologies. UCISD utilizes Raptor Technologies. The Raptor Visitor Management School Security System screens for sex offenders, alerts staff of custody violations, and provides district-wide reporting for all visitors. So basically, if the shooting were real, which it isn't and wasn't, Raptor Technologies is basically garbage. Because if the school district was really utilizing all of these measures that I've already mentioned, and I'm not even halfway through the list, if they've mentioned all of them thus far, they've all failed. Or, you know, if they've applied all of them, then they've all failed. They're all useless. It's an open admission, basically, that Raptor Technologies is garbage. Number nine, again, which, well, yeah, it it would have led to endless firings of endless people. Because again, this document gets even funnier as, as I continue here. Number nine, InterQuest Detection Canine Services provide random unannounced visits throughout the school year. The canines are trained to detect drugs, alcohol, ammunition, gunpowder, and firearms. Where were the dogs? Weird. I didn't even see a single dog on any of that uh, video footage, did you? Any of the news footage, any of the... Cell phone footage from the people recording that hour-long video, which I have up on my BitChute channel. I didn't see a single dog, not one. Number 10, motion detectors and alarm systems. Most campuses have motion detectors and alarms installed that alert key personnel and emergency responders when the campus has been breached after hours. Now, I can, I can testify to this one specifically. In the high school where I worked, which was, again, a cesspool of degeneracy, and the people who ran it were horrible people, but all of that aside, sorry, I had a little flashback there, uh, the, the entire security system itself, <clears throat> the um, motion detectors are activated when the building is closed and the lights are off. And of course, they have that light system as well, where the lights will go off unless there is motion. And if there's motion, then of course the cameras pick up on the motion. So there should be endless, and I mean endless, even though this building again, which allegedly, from what I've heard, at least read online, was potentially not even a school building anymore. 
there's that story bouncing around too. But uh, I mean, where is the audio and video footage? Where is it? In fact, I have yet to see, although I recall seeing one snapshot of the Parkland thing, where this Nick Cruz kid was inside of the stairwell of of the school, allegedly, and he's holding a gun, and there's a student who opens the door uh, to walk into the stairwell, and then he runs past Nick Cruz as Nick Cruz is standing there holding a gun. I remember seeing that. I can't point anybody to that video, and I wish I could. And if you know of it, or you, you know where it is, by all means, send it to me. But I, I do remember seeing that. But again, other than that, uh, I can't say that the Parkland thing happened or not, because I, no, you know, I have no proof, and I don't trust the media. So my point is, is in this fake shooting, where's the, where's the video footage? Where's the motion detectors and alarm systems? And this is going to get mentioned later, but I'm going to bring it up now. Those security, uh, security doors that are operated with a key fob, in the high school where I worked, if you kept the door open for longer than 60 seconds, potentially, I believe it was somewhere around there, um, the alarm would go off. There would be a very loud alarm. And it would even go off if the door was not closed completely in the locked position. And that's, of course, there purposefully in place to alert anybody, hey, close the door, because it's supposed to be locked from the outside. No one's supposed to be able to get in. Again, if this story, which is completely fake, of this person, of a school teacher propping open the door to let this person in, there would have been an alarm that would have gone off again approximately 60 seconds after uh, after the door was open and propped open, unless the door was closed behind them, which it wasn't because the whole thing is fake. Not to mention again, as I said in the last episode, who is that teacher? Why have they not been fired? Why have they not been brought up on charges? No one's going to be brought up on charges of negligence regarding this, manslaughter, anything like that. Uh, it's, I mean, it's not going to happen because no one's asking any questions because, again, if they do that, they're going to arrive at the logical conclusion that none of this happened. Uh, I mean, it really grinds my gears, but uh, yeah, okay. Motion detectors and alarm systems. That was point 10. Stay with me. There's more here. Number 11, perimeter fencing. Dalton, Anthon, and Rob Schools, I assume, yeah have fencing that encloses the campus, is designed to limit and or restrict access to individuals without a need to be on the campus. Well, according to the story, the fencing didn't do anything. We saw the fencing, though. A lot of people were asking questions, you know, why is there a fence around the building? Is that normal? Turns out, according to the district, it is normal. Number 12, security vestibules and outside door buzz-in systems. Here you go. Uvalde High School uh, utilizes a security vestibule and outside door buzz-in system. Anton Elementary utilizes a security vestibule to detect visitors into the office. Every school building has these security systems in place, every single one of them. They all have the key fob entries, and I mean every single one of them, and they're supposed to. Unfortunately, there is almost a master switch that does exist within the school building itself that kicks off all of those security doors so that you don't need a key fob to enter. Um, You know, if, I don't know, you have coming and going of traffic, but even so, most school buildings in America don't hit, you know, don't turn off that master switch. They keep it on all the time. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, again, the whole thing's fake. Uh, Let's see. Number 13, limited lunchtime deliveries. Parents are welcome to eat lunch with their child at school and may bring their child food when joining them for lunch. However, food drop-offs are not permitted. This helps reduce interruptions to classrooms and decreases distractions to office staff during that busy time of day when active monitoring is so crucial. Uh, Number 14, security cameras. Hmm. 
Approximately 100 cameras are in place at Uvalde High School and 24 at Morales Junior High. Why would you not have security cameras in the elementary schools then? Again, here's an open admission that you don't have security cameras now. So, why not then? That doesn't seem very safe, does it? But again, it didn't happen. So, this would explain why we're not going to see quote-unquote video footage. Uh, let's see, 15 radios. Key staff have been provided radios to support campus communication processes. 16. Portable metal detectors. Metal detectors, uh, metal detection devices, rather, are utilized at the football stadium. Walkthrough detectors on the home side and handheld wands are utilized at the visitor side. Backpacks are searched prior to entry also. Handheld wands are utilized at the DAEP prior to students entering the building. Number 17. Locked classroom door policy. Here's where it gets even more hanky, ladies and gentlemen. Locked classroom door policy. Uh, teachers are instructed to keep their classroom doors closed and locked at all times. Barriers are not to be used. I'm going to repeat that. Barriers are not to be used. Remember all of the stories of they were barricading themselves. They were trying to barricade the door so no one would come in. They're not allowed to use barricades. They've practiced, practiced these drills endless times, allegedly. They would know that you're not supposed to do that. There's another thing here which, which needs to be brought up. During one of these drills, okay, which, again, every school employee has to engage in, and they're mind-numbing, and you talk about a waste of instructional time. Um, an effective school teacher will feel as if, again, they are working in an actual prison with the way that these policies just roll down and completely destroy their instructional time. Because randomly, again, you'll be in the middle of a lesson and, and, and teaching students, hopefully, something of importance. And then all of a the sudden, there's an announcement that comes over the PA system that says, Code Red. We have a Code Red. What do you do? What's the first thing you're supposed to do? You walk over to the door, you turn off the lights, and you lock your door. And you make sure that your door is locked from the outside, and then you close it. The windows, the doors in many cases have windows, you know, like that one prison pane window on the, on the actual door itself. Endless teachers will decorate their door with some kind of a pull-down thing that covers that window. Um, it's, it's ludicrous because, again, every single door has those on them, a curtain or, you know, something to, to where you can't see in. If a person with a gun really wanted inside of an of a actual classroom, they could shoot their way through the glass they could stick their arm inside of the glass, open up the door from the inside, open up the door, and have their way with everybody. But ladies and gentlemen, this doesn't happen because these kinds of things don't happen. They just don't. In the Crumbly case, that's different because the kid brought a gun in his backpack. Endless employees didn't search his backpack when they were supposed to. He, again, the conversation of him having a gun and using a gun at the gun range and all this gun talk, and they didn't even think to check the kid's bag. I mean, that's hinky in itself. But the actual procedure for a code red, quote unquote, and it's like a few good men or something. Did you order the code red? I mean, when, when these take place, you, you do those measures I just mentioned, and then the very next step for the teacher is you tell your students to get away from the windows and usually huddle in, like, on the floor, off of their desks or whatever. And then you walk over to your computer, wherever that is, and you'll receive some kind of an email where you, you yourself have to say, 
as the teacher, you know, this is Mr. Mrs. So-and-so, the door is locked, uh, the students are fine, blah, blah, blah. But before you, you lock the door, uh, you're told during this process, during this drill, that you have to open up your door, look outside in the hallway to see if anyone is there, and then regardless of who's there, whether they're your, you know, your student or not, or an employee or whatever, whatever door they're closest to, they have to come to your door, and they enter your classroom door. And then you lock the door and whatever else. Again, this didn't happen in this building regarding this fake shooting. None of these steps took place, which means, again, there was no shooting. It's impossible. I mean, <laughs> this is funny. School districts are negligent. We know this. And, and school teachers are negligent. We know this. By and large, a lot of them, if not the majority, are just negligent. However, however, it's next to impossible that every single person in the building would be negligent regarding this entire 21-step policy at the exact same time on the exact same day. That's not a coincidence because there are no coincidences. This is a giant intentional. It's almost as if, ladies and gentlemen, there weren't teachers in the building to begin with. Because even in that video that I show you, on, on BitChute, that's an hour long. There's pr approximately just over 50 students total that you will see. There's a line of students to the left of the guy who's holding the camera. You'll see them waltz through the parking lot on the left. On the right, over by this Border Patrol agent, who is haphazardly, I might add, and very oddly, behind his tr the bed of his truck, uh, pointing his, his rifle at the school building for no reason whatsoever. I mean, he's just there pointing it. And there are students walking to him and then around him and behind him. There's, there's a longer line of individuals, uh, again, of students, walking to that Border Patrol agent's right-hand side. Again, approximately 40 or so. So, again... That video is hinky, and I recommend that people watch it. But when, when the same guy, and I mentioned this gal too. I need to mention this too. The, the gal with the short black hair with, with, with the tasseled jeans, she's at the beginning of the video also. And she's doing a pretty good job of making sure that she's on film. Because this guy is, again, waving his phone around, and he's basically catching all of the actors on, this, on, on his phone, as he himself is clearly one of them. But that woman finds her way again to the back of the school building with the guy who's holding the camera. And even at the back of the school building, they're ushering students out, and there's only a couple of them that you see, only a couple that you see come out of the back of the building. Now, here's why I mention all of that. If this were real, which it wasn't, the job of the teacher is to make sure, and the job of the school is to make sure that no one leaves the building. You can't leave your classroom. So all of this footage that you've seen from these alleged school shootings, which are fake, of them lined up with one another and walking in a line with the teacher out of the building, or their hands are on top of, of the person's uh, shoulders who are in front of them, and they're all, you know, walking out that way, that breaks every single policy and procedure certainly for this school district, number one, but two, it, it breaks all of the procedure for the ALICE training. All of that ALICE training stuff is you stay in your classroom with the door locked, lights off, communicating over email, no matter what. No one comes and, and ushers you out. That's not what happens. That's not what happens. If there was a dead person inside, we'll say, uh, you know, at the front door of the building before everybody would leave for the day and get on a school bus or whatever. They would, they would, they would do things differently in that instance. Again, if there was a real dead person in a building, again, by the front door, that's the only time that at the end of the day, you would usher everybody out of a back door. 
And then, of course, they would do whatever they could to make sure that no one saw said dead body. I mean, they would, they would tape off the thing. They would put up a curtain. They would do something to keep students from seeing a dead body. That didn't happen here. Again, lines of students with an alleged teacher walking with them with no police escort, also a big no-no. I mean, the first move is impossible. The second move is even more impossible because the first one shouldn't have happened in the first place. So I hope I'm not rambling on this, and I hope I'm making some sense. Uh, the fact is, is that what you see on television regarding the, po- regarding the movements of students and teachers is not policy. It's not policy anywhere. It can't be. It wasn't in the states where I taught. It isn't here. So again, where does it say in the policy, uh, when there is a dead body, we will usher students past the dead body and out of the school building to make sure that there is no one else? Because again, having students and teachers roam around the hallway without having the building completely secure goes against their policy. It goes against this entire thing. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to continue here. Staff training, all members, all staff members are, this is number 18, staff training, all staff members are trained annually in emergency protocols for the campus. Key campus personnel are CPI trained. Well, apparently no one's trained. Number 19, student training and drills. Students receive training on the standard response protocol for lockout, lockdown, evacuate, shelter, and hold on. In addition, drills are held for each of these emergency actions on a regular basis. Students also receive strategies on bullying prevention. That's an odd add-on there, but here they are admitting now that they have an evacuate process. But again, the first ones are lock out, which is you keep people out of the building, and then lock down, which is you keep people out of your classroom. The evacuate part would only come way later. But that's not what happens in this video. There is no lockout. There is no lockdown. There's just evacuate. Again, it breaks policy. And then there's shelter in place and hold. So again, all of the strategies are don't move. And the only one that they initiated was evacuate. Like I said, not everybody can be negligent at the same time and ignore all of their policy. You would have to fire now all of the employees, all of them. That's not going to happen because nothing happened. Number 20. My God. Bullying report system. These are funny. Uvalde CISD utilizes a Stop It app. Stop It! Exclamation uh, as the I allows you to privately report bullying going on at school. Throughout the school year, students from any campus will be able to use this app to report dangers, threats, and bullying they may be experiencing, whether it's physical, verbal, or cyberbullying. You've heard me mention these apps before and how useless they are. They are really useless. Before these apps were developed, there used to be anonymous bullying boxes. I'm not making this up. They were boxes, like wooden boxes, and some of them were even like shoe boxes that were made into these things. And people would write stuff on them, people, uh, students, and whatever else. Of course, nowadays, it would probably be some whack job school teacher who wants to falsify something. But they'll write uh, an alleged incident on a piece of paper, fold it up, and stick it in one of these boxes. And then, of course, these boxes are supposed to be uh, checked by administrators and then read and then followed up on. Ladies and gentlemen, administrators don't follow up on any of them. I've walked past those boxes in school buildings, and they're overflowing with pieces of paper. And 90% of them are jokes about genitalia. I mean, (laughs) they're hilarious. There's just students writing jokes or, you know, drawing graphic pictures on, on these pieces of paper and sticking them in there. You know, they don't take them seriously. Not to mention, is that really a positive way to handle a conflict instead of actually walking up to the adult who is responsible, who's an employee, who works there, 
and tell them what's going on in the building. I've been over the bullying nonsense before. Sorry to bring it up here again, but you know, it's just continuing to show how how dumb this district is. Again, I'm starting to doubt that there is even a school district here. It's ridiculous. Last point. 21. Threat reporting system. Students, parents, staff, and community members are encouraged to share information with us that is deemed troubling so that we may take appropriate action. This includes information about weapons, threats, fights, drugs, self-harm, suicide, or disclosures made that are concerning. Reports may be made online at ucisd.net by contacting any campus administrator, district administrator, or UCISD police officers. Again, allegedly, based on the script that... uh, these agencies have written for this fake situation. They claimed again that this kid was making threats online. Well, you've broken policy 21 then. You've broken policy 21, 19, 18, 17, 16, no indication of radios, uh, so 15. Security cameras don't have those. 14, you violated. 13, Limited lunchtime deliveries, whatever, that's irrelevant. Uh, 12, security vestibules and buzz indoor systems. Well, you violated that too. 11, perimeter fencing, you've got that one. 10, motion detectors and alarm systems. Nope. 9, interquest detection canine services. There were no dogs there. 8, raptor technologies is useless. 7, social media threats, you violated that too. 6, threat assessment teams. They're incompetent, five, four, three, and of course, no police officers on campus, and they can't answer why. So you violated all of those policies. Incredible. Want to hear something else incredible? Uh, This was also tossed to me by the same listener of the podcast. You know who you are. Thank you for sending it. This is the agenda of the school district during their last school board meeting on May 2nd of 2022. It reads as such. Agenda, Board of Trustees, Uvalde Independent School District, John H. Harrell, or Harrell, Auditorium, May 2nd, 2022, 6 p.m. Special meeting, it says. Why is it special? UCISD mission statement, the mission of Uvalde CISD, a progressive rural community with a heritage of inspiring and growing leaders, is to ensure each student has an excellent foundation to reach his or her goals through personalized, rigorous instruction, global experiences, a dedicated staff with high expectations, and community commitment and pride in the achievement of all students. It then says this, Our Beliefs We believe every person has value. We believe every person has potential. We believe every person learns. We believe in individual uniqueness. We believe individual determination is vital to success. And we believe respect is the foundation for relationships. And we believe community is essential for success. There's that word community again. It then says our objectives. Each student will achieve global experiences through, how do you do that? How do you achieve global experiences in the middle of nowhere? Uh, Through technology and community resources. Ah, okay. Each student will demonstrate citizenship by contributing to the global community. This word global and community, I'll tell you what, drives me nuts. Uh, It then says each student will be equipped for college and or career opportunities. All right. Here's the agenda for the special meeting. It says, quote, a special meeting of the Board of Trustees of Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District will be held Monday, May 2nd, beginning at 6 p.m. in the auditorium uh, on One Coyote Trail, Uvalde, Texas, 78801. The subjects to be discussed or considered or upon which any formal action may be taken are as listed below. Items do not have to be taken in order. Shown on this meeting notice, unless removed from the consent agenda, items identified within the consent agenda will be acted on at one time. Number one, call to order. Announcement by the chairperson whether a quorum is present that the meeting has been duly called 
and the notice of the meeting has been posted in the time and manner required by law. Uh, invocation, Pledge of Allegiance to the Flag of the United States of America and the State of Texas, Board Recognitions, and then an open forum is the second point here. We welcome your comments on items not listed on the agenda. The audience of patrons portion of the meeting is limited to three minutes per person and will last up to 15 minutes total. Delegations of more than five persons shall appoint one person to present their views to the board. Keep your comments in a positive manner. Please do not ex uh, expect board discussion of items raised during the open forum at the meeting that are not on the agenda posted for the meeting. If comments made during the course of the public forum warrant further information, we will direct the superintendent to gather information for consideration at a later date. And then they adjourn is the third point. So here's what it says, because this is where it gets hinky. That's hinky enough because they are not indicating any real agenda here. But it does say this on the very next page, page three. Agenda item 1A. Uh, a call to this regular meeting of the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Board of Trustees to order. Let the record show that the quorum of the board members are present, is present, that this meeting has been duly called, and that the notice of the meeting has been posted in accordance with the Texas Open Meetings Act, Texas Government Code, Chapter 551. Invocation is the first agenda item. So, agenda item 1A is that they're just saying that there's enough people there to have a meeting. Agenda item 2 is the invocation to be led by Luis Fernandez. Agenda item 1C, I'm sorry, let me start that over. There's 1A, 1B, and then 1C. 1C is the Pledge of Allegiance. That's it. That's it. That was the whole, that's the, that was their whole agenda, ladies and gentlemen, in their last alleged board meeting. Because pages 4 through 8 are completely blacked out. They're blacked out. Something was allegedly written down, and they're all redacted in black ink. Okay. Uh, first of all, when you're hearing my voice right now, after saying black ink and, and the black ink that was redacted in the last board meeting, I had to pause the podcast and pause recording it. Ladies and gentlemen, this rabbit hole is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Because immediately I started thinking a bunch of different stuff, and then I started writing down a bunch of different stuff. And now I, I had to eat lunch, I came back, and here I am. And I keep going down this rabbit hole, and I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is 100% fake. Okay? I knew it was fake from the word go, whatever else. It's 100% fake now. Let me tell you, let me just share with you a few things that I've, that I've just found here. And again, I'm doing all of this sort of in real time, which is jacked up, I know. But um, yeah, I, I just want people to understand that you can find this on your own as to how ridiculous this all is. A new board president took over. Okay, well, let, let me start with this. The first thing I did was, is I thought, okay, I want to see the actual board meetings of that redacted board meeting. That particular board meeting, and then of course, excuse me, I thought to myself, well, they have to have a YouTube, they have to have a YouTube page where they put all their board meetings, and they do. That particular board meeting, you cannot find, at least I couldn't on the on the district website, the uh, the notes that redacted that redacted uh, board agenda. Again, that was sent to me by a listener, and it's, I mean, it's legit, but I don't understand why it's blacked out because I watched this special board meeting, quote unquote, on May 2nd. All it was was student awards. They met in the auditorium. Uh, they gave out student awards for particular things, and then that was it. So it was a 42-minute board meeting. There was no real business taking place other than just handing out awards and taking pictures, and students were taking pictures on stage. That, that was it. And they were just high school students. There were no elementary school students. Um, there may have been a couple of 
middle school students, if I'm not mistaken, but it was basically just, and again, anybody can go and watch this on their, on their YouTube channel. It's their May 2nd board meeting thing, but again, it's just awards. No elementary school students is the point. It, it had nothing to do with honor roll things. It had nothing to do with that. It was just like uh, groups and clubs, club awards, basically. And then I thought, well, they had to have another board meeting between now and, and the fake shooting. And they did. And it's uh, May 16th. Now, I have the agenda for that, and I'm watching the board meeting now, as it turns out. And there doesn't seem to be a lot of hinky things there either. But then, of course, I, started, I, I needed to identify who these people were. Because, again, I thought, who's the superintendent and who's the Robb Elementary School principal? Well, these two individuals are the same two individuals who were next to Joe Biden and Jill Biden the other day when they were on the Robb Elementary campus. Now, the superintendent, well, first of all, the school principal, her name is Mandy Gutierrez. She's the big gal in the purple if you go and watch where Joe Biden is standing by the front sign there with all the flowers and XYZ. And then the superintendent is also there. And his last name, I believe, is Harold or Harrell, something like that. That's his last name. Um, I thought to myself then, well, I need to see a complete staff list of the people that were working in this building. And so I got on the Associated Press. I just typed it into pre-search. I, I got on the Associated Press and I said, I just typed in teachers died. Okay. Just to try to find the names of these people, because you know that that'll be the first thing that, that pops up. An Associated Press article popped up, and it's titled The Names, 19 Children and Two Teachers Killed in, uh, Uvalde, in Uvalde School, and it's dated May 28th. As you scroll down of this article, it shows the makeshift memorials for each kid. Three makeshift memorials down, I'm not making this up is McKenna Elrod. Does that last name ring a bell? That's the Brandon Elrod guy. That's the, that's the, that's the, you know, we just need to find the funeral home. And then they interviewed him the next day, two days later, or whenever it was, again, on that ABC News report, where I said, he, uh, you know, where his audio was, was edited. And he just said, and it said at the bottom, Brandon Elrod, and it said, father of Rob Elementary student. It, it didn't say he was the father of a dead student. It just said he was the father of a student. And then, of course, the clip that they took was just him saying, you know, what is this world coming to? Th that's it. But here is her makeshift memorial, and here's what it says below it. It says, McKenna Lee Elrod, 10. McKenna's father asked on Tuesday if he could go to the local funeral home to search for his daughter because he feared, quote, she may not be alive, unquote. He never said that. He never said she may not be alive, and they have that in quotes. It then says TV station KTRK reported her family later asked for privacy. No one died here. No one. This is completely fake. Remember the Garza gal? Remember that Garza girl from the video again that's on my BitChute channel where... Uh, again, I'm going to describe it as quickly as I can here because her name's on here also. It said uh, that, I'm sorry, it was NBC Today show with Savannah Guthrie showed her father, her alleged father, and pictures of her and, and this father. And then it showed another clip from CNN with Anderson Cooper talking to another guy who claimed to be her father. And he was just holding up a picture of her as she was holding up a picture of a honor roll thing, okay? 
And then CNN, once all the news came out, you know, why is it that it's the same girl with two with with two separate fathers? Because you have to keep in mind they got caught. I mean, they got caught. So <laughs> unbelievable. So what happened was, is now CNN came out and said, "Oh well, uh, the, the the second guy is the stepfather." Easy explanation. But why is everybody now believing CNN? So. Here's a picture on the same AP article of her makeshift memorial. A-M-E-R-I-E Joe Garza. Amiri, Amiri Joe Garza, 10, if I'm saying that name correctly. It said, Amiri loved to paint, draw, and work in clay. Quote, she was very creative, unquote, said her grandmother, Dora Mendoza. Quote, she was my baby. Whenever we saw, whenever she saw flowers, she would draw them, unquote. For her 10th birthday, Amory, again, Amory, I don't know, uh, was given her first cell phone. Her father, Angel Garza, recalled that her face, quote, just lit up with the happiest expression, unquote. Garza said that Amory's friend told him that she tried to call the police, on her phone before she was shot. Bullshit. And there's no mention in this paragraph about a stepfather. Weird. Weird. Ladies and gentlemen, they had to have gotten paid. This had to have been a giant payoff. A couple other things here, a couple other notes that uh, <laughs> I'm taking here in real time. It was law enforcement week. Also weird. Law Enforcement Week. What are the odds? What are the odds it would be Law Enforcement Week and then a alleged shooting? I got to tell you what. I'm going to list, I'm, I'm going to post this AP article in the description below. It's beyond telling. There's more clues here than you could possibly imagine. Clues as far as the eye can see. Some more things here that are remarkably suspicious as well. It's not unusual, but it's odd. Uh, the superintendent, Hal Harrell, EDD, is a graduate of the school district himself as a student. This dude is a lifer. He's been here the whole time. He's bounced around a little bit. It says this, uh, Dr. Harrell is a Uvalde High School graduate. His education career consists of a bachelor's degree from UT Austin and a uh, master's in education in school administration from Sol Ross State University, and a doctorate degree from UT San Antonio. Dr. Harrell's tenure at Uvalde CISD began in 1992, when he started his career as a special education teacher. Uh, he's held various leadership positions throughout the district, including director of the New Hope Excel Academy, assistant principal, principal of the high school, and then director of the student services and deputy superintendent. The Board of Trustees gave Dr. Harrell their full support, voting unanimously for his appointment. Ah, uh, good God. Significant contributions to an ever-changing global society. Ladies and gentlemen, this is too hanky. It's too hanky. In the last school board meeting that they had on May 16th, the meeting lasted for approximately an hour and 12 minutes, where they voted in a new board president who has been on the school board as just a school board member uh, since 2016. And his name is Luis Fernandez. And his term started quite literally last week or the week before last on May 16th again. And it says then his term ends in May of 2024. But he's been on the board since May of 2016. So, I got to tell you, this it, it, it's, it's 100% certain it didn't happen. We know that. The question now becomes, how did these people get paid, and how on earth do they think that they can actually cover something like this up? Is it because the United States is just filled with brainwashed goons who don't do any thinking on their own whatsoever? Is that really how they think they're going to get away with this? Conspiracy to commit fraud is a serious crime. 
It's a serious crime. I cannot believe that all of them would be in on this. Is it possible that every single one of them is in on this? Are they even brainwashing the teachers in the building into believing that someone died when clearly no one did? Uh, It gets even stranger. If you're curious, these were even on Gateway Pundit. No big deal. They just put them out there and were like, well, this is happening. Uh, Let's see. Biden suggests having federal government tear down Robb Elementary School in Uvalde to put up a new building. Weird. What's that sound like? Sandy Hook much? It's the exact Sandy Hook playbook. It's the same playbook. He arrived and met with families and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, people were shouting at him, which was even odd. Uh, Do something, you know, screaming at him, you know, whatever else. And then he got in his car and he left. And then, of course, to perpetuate this lie, even in conservative realms of, of the news media, which also lie, they stated that Border Patrol agents got in their cars and just left because, uh, because they didn't want to meet with Joe Biden and they didn't want to talk with him. Ridiculous. And it's a really short article in Gateway Pundit. It's, it's, uh, it's so short, it's laughable. Here's another one, though, too. Odd as to who this money is being raised for exactly. Fundraiser for the four orphaned Garcia children in Uvalde raises more than $2.6 million. So the alleged teacher, Irma Garcia, and her alleged husband, who apparently died of a heart attack the next day, Joe Garcia, allegedly lost a daughter there, which they didn't. A fund was started anonymously, a GoFundMe page, and now it has over $2.6 million in it for allegedly their children who don't have parents anymore, according to all of this. Bullshit. It's (laughs) It's just insane. It's insane. Again, conspiracy to commit fraud. Where are these people? They can't really be dead. Again, the bank that exists in that town, as I mentioned in an earlier post, is corrupt as all get out. There was another thing that happened in that town the exact same day around the exact same time. There was a surveillance airplane that was flying around over top of the school. The helicopter that I mentioned in the last episode, you can see that helicopter, that quote-unquote medical helicopter. It was just doing circles around the building, or a helicopter, I guess was doing circles around the building in that video that I showed on my Bitchu channel. But why would there be a surveillance airplane flying over top on the same day? Weird. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's more clues here. There's more clues here than, than, uh, th- than I even know what to do with. It's 100% certain that this did not happen. It continues here, this particular article, because my God, I mean the money. It says, USA Today has links to many fundraising campaigns that have been organized for victims of the Uvalde massacre. Fake false flag nonsense. It says, which appear to be more than 20 campaigns. The outlet reports that more than 5.5 million had been raised as of Sunday night. What suckers are throwing money into this? I mean, again, plenty of people believe it. But it's the exact same playbook as Sandy Hook. And the Sandy Hook promise nonsense, like I said in the last episode, is everywhere. It's in every, you know, YouTube video you watch now. Uh, They're doubling down. Absolutely doubling down. So having done more digging, the school was real. It existed. And it was allegedly, again, open. The, The day before... The seniors who were graduating apparently all walked through the hallways of the elementary schools and the middle schools. So saith uh, Hal Harrell, the superintendent, in the May 16th board meeting. Again, it was military week, or sorry, law enforcement week the week before. There was mention in the May 16th school board meeting about a 
center, I don't know if it was the convention center or something, there was some event taking place where the entire thing was being catered. So it was some, I don't, I don't know, large event, again, where lots of people were going to be there and the whole thing would be catered. Again, the superintendent mentioned that in the board meeting. Um, beyond that, I mean, I, 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 don't know, I don't know what else to say here. The, their next board meeting is June 20th. The school itself, along with the district, has a memorial fund. It's just, it's wild. The, the amount of money that is exchanging hands. And again, it should concern everyone what it, where these children really are. Did they move? Are they now multimillionaires along with their parents? Did their parents move? Were they taken? Were they kidnapped? Were they sold? Did their parents sell them into sex trafficking rings? Uh, I'll tell you what. You know, I'm not tuning my own horn, but I think it was the day before this took place. I said on Gab, make no mistake, the CIA is involved in American K-12 schools, and they work inside of these schools. Uh, you need to keep that in mind. This entire thing, again, is, is fake, 100%. I mean, for God's sakes. The Elrod guy alone, that alone, is, should be enough to prove to anybody that this whole thing is fake. Those clips that I have, that one video, alone, and I caught the son of a bitch, again, just that guy alone. Is, is, is all anybody needs to know. Did he look like in that video like a guy whose, whose kid is dead? Why does he not want to talk now? Is it because he got caught? He has nothing to say now? If we could just find the funeral home, and then in the second video again, what's this world coming to? And they split that clip. He's a terrible actor. He even forgot his line. Here's something else too. I mean, I had to, I you know, I had this episode wrapped up, recorded, and ready to go, but I I had to dive back in and and uh, and mention this. Apparently, they're bringing in multiple embalmers and funeral home facial recognition, facial reconstruction, rather, uh, individuals to reconstruct the faces of these children because of whatever. However, ladies and gentlemen, at the exact same time, not kidding, this is what Fox News says. This is on Fox News' website at approximately 3.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on May 31st. It says, quote, I'm not making this up. They actually say this. It says, quote, Texas school shooting suspect's grandmother upgraded to good condition one week after being shot in the face. I thought she was dead. I thought that was part of the story. Kills grandma, and then, because, remember, he couldn't graduate, so kills grandma, and then goes to the school and shoots up everybody else. Apparently, grandma's not dead, if grandma even exists. It says Salvador Ramos allegedly shot grandmother in the face before going on a rampage at nearby Robb Elementary School. And why are they saying suspect? I thought he was I thought he was the guy. Again, <laughs> you can't you can't make I mean you can make this up. This is what happens when you make this up. Nothing nothing makes sense. Nothing is connected here. It says, update on the shooting at uh, blah, 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 University Hospital. We currently have three patients, a 66-year-old woman in good condition, a 10-year-old girl in serious condition, and a 9-year-old girl in good condition. I didn't think there were any wounded people. What happened to that? Not once did, they, did anybody mention anything about wounded people. Now, all of a sudden, there's wounded people? Is it because platforms like mine and a few others are saying, what about, what about the people, uh, you know, I mean, why aren't there wounded people? Why are there no wounded? Now, all of a sudden, there's magically three wounded people, including 
a grandmother who was shot in the face with an AR. With a two two three round or a five five six, I think not. I think not. Uh, the lying. I mean, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> the lying is absurd. They have to keep lying, though. You see, they have to keep saying these kinds of things as frequently as they can because we're on to them. We're on to them. Next thing they're going to do, mark my words, is they're going to roll out somebody who is there. Eventually, they'll roll out someone who is quote-unquote there, and then we'll just have to believe them because, again, why would that person be lying? Every scenario that gets exposed, they have to say something to cover up the fact that that scenario got exposed. There were no wounded people. Now, all of a sudden, there's three. Grandma was dead. Pronounced dead in her home. Now she's alive. This is what happens when they lie. When you tell the truth, you don't need a good memory. Uh, it's, I'll tell you what, absolutely nuts. And of course, countless people are responding in all of, all of the ways that they do. Kamala Harris out there the other day outside of some airplane with her husband talking about assault weapons. There's no such thing as an assault rifle or an assault weapon. They don't exist. Only the, only the dummies who don't know what AR means believe that AR in an AR rifle stands for assault rifle. It does not. It stands for Armalite, which is the company that manufactured the design a long, long time ago. And Justin Trudeau, ladies and gentlemen, he has decided to make multiple attempts now to uh, ban handguns, more gun control, and whatever else. Uh, wh why does anybody listen to these people and take anything they say seriously? These are the same people that are responsible for, con for, for engaging in this conspiracy to commit fraud. This is a, it's a massive crime. This is a massive crime. I just can't believe that this is going untouched. I mean, I can believe it, but man. You see, in a court of law, and I was sort of ruminating about this a little bit uh, the other day. Let's assume for a moment that the Alex Jones lawsuit uh, uh, regarding Sandy Hook, where he's being sued for defamation, and allegedly lost, apparently. I don't know the details of it. But why would a person such as himself, who knows that it didn't happen, has all of the evidence, because again, the internet does not forget. I mean, it can take time, but the evidence is out there. Endless documentaries have been made about the Sandy hoax. Why would you not want to be able, I mean, why would you not want to use the opportunity? to be in court, to present your evidence that you're not engaging in defamation because nothing happened. You could just walk into court and have your lawyer play one of those documentaries, in particular in front of a jury. Just, just hit play and watch it and listen to all of the evidence and all of the crisis acting and all of it. And you could, I mean, you could use the entire thing as your entire defense for defamation. Uh, I, I don't know why a person would pass on that, pass on that opportunity to expose these fraudsters for everything that they are. I don't, I don't get it. Th this is the same thing. It's the same Sandy Hoax playbook. It's the same thing. Tear the school down. Really? I thought it was a crime scene. Uh, they had those makeshift memorials built awfully fast, awfully quick. Who made them? One person? Because they all look exactly the same. Is there, is there a makeshift memorial company that exists in town? How does that work? But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end by saying this. Make no mistake. That the United States is the prize. You've heard me say that before. It's the prize. This country is the prize. They know it. And we are armed to the teeth. And they know that. 
They want our guns better than they want anything. That's it. If they can disarm people and somehow get away with that, then it's game over. I'm not blackpilled here. I'm not, I'm not dooming. I'm just saying that that's their strategy. You should never, ever give up your guns. Not ever. Under any circumstance. Even if, again, and I've read some of these anonymous posts, and they're thought-provoking. One of them had to do with squeezing banks and using, uh, you know, you can't access your bank account if, you know, whatever. I don't know. It, it had something to do with that. Uh, and, and again, essentially, it, it doesn't involve anybody coming to your door, and it doesn't involve a law getting passed. It's just a way to squeeze companies and banks from the top down to, again, infringe on people's rights. And I, I don't know how they'd ever get away with that, but they, they can't keep faking these shootings and expecting people to scream at the top of their lungs about gun control. They, they, they're using the same script over and over again. It can't get more obvious. And then, of course, like cockroaches, when the lights come on, everybody from the Sandy hoax comes right out and says the exact same thing all over again. So, yeah, don't give up your guns. There's too many clues here with this thing, this fake school shooting, that prove 100% it's fake. I, I don't know what else I can add to it right now. I'm going to watch that board meeting on June 20th and, and see what comes out of that. It'll be a boatload of lies. But the, the only way, ladies and gentlemen, that they actually believe it is if they staged it to the point where they, they literally brainwashed the individuals who all work there into believing that it actually happened, which would be very odd, um, or they were all in on it. And they're all getting a kickback of some kind. Because why would a person go in on it for free? And why would a person, again, with all those people there, why would, why would no one come out of there telling the truth and want to tell the truth about what really went on there? Unless they got paid. Because money talks and money can keep a mouth shut too. Other than that, I don't know what else I can add. Uh, have a great week. Continue to have a great week, and I'll catch you on Friday. Take care. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care, and God bless.